Here we are, Money Matters with Matt and Rich, episode five. So five already. Doing, yeah, doing something a little different today. Yeah. I'm starting it out. I know. Thank you for handing over the mic. I know. It, it, it's such like an honor to yeah. start the episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're handing it over to me. I appreciate that. Uh, say hello to everybody out there. Yes. Um, we've got uh, what I think is going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. We've got a few questions that were submitted to Matt McDonald directly um, that we're going to try and get you answers for as best we can. Yep. And uh, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Let's take it away. What? What? Well, hold on. What happened yesterday in the last couple of days? Yeah. Like so there was like a mortgage rate dip. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yesterday and Monday. Rates surprisingly dipped even after the federal government or the Federal Reserve decided to raise their interest rates. Yeah, uh, typically we see federal rate goes up, mortgage rate goes up, but it didn't happen at least over the last day or two like this time. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, so I think it's a common misconception that the mortgage rates always follow the, the federal fund rate. Yeah, I mean, it typically does, right? Typically, right? It can, but that's not because the Fed raised their rates. It's not directly correlated to that. Yeah. Um, the, for those that don't know, the mortgage rates are based off of the 10-year Treasury bond as one factor, and then the, the bond market, the bond and security market. So there's literally something called mortgage-backed securities mm-hmm. where investors buy and sell. Now, why it's directly, well, not directly correlated with the federal fund rate is when the Fed raises their rates, generally investors act accordingly. So that's why, yes, it typically follows, but it's not directly based off of it. Yeah. So there's just, there's another step in between the Fed raising their rate to mortgage rates going up. Correct. Right. Um, Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. And I think that's great to know, like... You know, most people, myself included, you know, until I got really into this business, were like, oh, Fed raises their rates, like they're going to go up. Yeah, but it's, there's another step. Right. And that could change, you right. know, depending on what the uh, 10 year bond rates are. Right. Going. Yeah. And I think the bond, I should have looked at it this morning, um, but it was approaching three at one point. And then it dipped. Um, I should I should looked up exactly what it was. I just know the height of it. It was we were pushing three, yep. which was like holy crap. Yeah. Um, but even then, so it, that's not normal. And it, that right. Yeah. Right. But even then, where rates were still didn't really make sense. And when I say that, rates were still higher than what that bond was telling us it really should be. Sure. So when you just looked at like you know the overall history of the rate environment, it just wasn't fully adding up. So. You know, it, it it was a shock that rates fell, but you know, when you really thought about it, it's like, well, it kind of makes sense because it was so high, it was probably too high, yeah. and now lenders are saying, oh, you know, they're the Fed's doing what we expected them to do, so we can kind of, you know, mitigate our risk more versus, you know, we have to create a bigger, a little bit of a bigger spread because if they raise rapidly and we have everyone locked in at five and our rates are six and a half. They're going to lose their shirt on everything. Mm. And now you can't get a mortgage because every lender just shut down. Shut down yeah. <laughs> like, Which I have heard there's uh, some non-QM lenders throughout the country that have stopped lending till the end of August. Yep. Like they like stopped lending. Some so, just stopped entirely. Well, I yeah. don't know, I don't know if I can legally say the name. Well, but. no, don't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's um, like a lender's business is to lend money. And when they're not lending money, they're not making business. Right. So... You know, have they been lending under what really makes them money in the past, you know, 
12 months? Yes, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, I mean, a lot of people don't know that that's what banks do. So the big banks, retail lenders, they hang back for longer yeah. because they are trying to capture as much business now versus thinking long-term. And that's why you hear of all these massive cuts in layoffs at bigger retail lenders or banks. They're cutting their margins. They were, they were cutting their margins so thin where now they have to catch up somehow. They yeah. have to make that money back somehow. Right. When banks are losing hundreds of millions of dollars on mortgages, they can't just keep doing it to get the business. They now have to be like, oh, have we somewhere. actually have to cut somewhere else and raise because we have to make up that somehow. Right. And that's right. what we're seeing happening is people are freaking out on the bank and retail side. Yeah. Um, so when, you know, when the broker channel dips yeah. because we moved quicker to accommodate for that because right. we didn't want to spread our margin thin. Now, more long-term, we're actually lower or we're at par with banks. Yeah. That's really what we're seeing, especially here. Only time someone's beaten us here is if they go through their own bank and they're getting that you know half a point discount, sort of discount for being them. a member at the credit union. It's sure. the only time we're seeing anybody beat us right now. So it's sure. we're now in the, in the, the better position because we were thinking long-term, not just like, let's just get the business now and hope to God that these yeah, that things don't keep rising. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, yeah, so I mean, it's in regards to like rates and home buyers, mm -hmm. um, from my perspective, who cares what rates are? Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, from a buying perspective, who cares what the seller's asking? It's right. an asking price. Right. Like, so over the last two years, we've been saying, okay, if they're asking this, I've got to give them 30, 50 grand more, and I've got to be crazy. Let's look at those 21-day on-market homes. Yep. Well, if you like it, let's submit an offer that makes sense to you from your monthly payment perspective, mm -hmm. right? A different mindset mm -hmm. than we've been in. Mm -hmm. It's always been, a, at least what I try and, and tell buyers, um, is it's always been about that monthly payment. Like, you know, what is that monthly payment? Does that work for you? Are you fitting you know, the house in your budget? Yeah, exactly. Fitting into your budget. And if we've got to go 50 over, does it still fit in that budget? Right. Now we're going the other way. Believe it or not, we're going to be going the other way. Not every home is going to go that way. Don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> but there will be homes out there that will go the other way. It's like, okay, if asking price doesn't work for you, but 30000 below does, and you like the home, make the offer. Right, because we may actually get it. <laughs> if it doesn't work on this one, keep moving forward. Right. Like, keep moving forward. Just a little bit of a mindset shift from yep. the previous years, right. uh, I think, will help buyers that still want a house, need a house, mm -hmm. um, and, and have them get a house. Right. Uh, I know it's easy for me to say, right? Like, yeah, because we're, I, I, we're I, the ones that are in the business yeah. and we're not actually spending the money. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm so happy to make easy. the offer. <laughs> right. That makes sense to you, though. Right. Like, if it, you know, if if there's no other offers been on the market, you know, 20, 40 days, I'm going, uh, I'm going today to see how it's been on the market for about 50 days. Yeah. Okay. Right. 50 days, and it hasn't been under contract a single time. Right. Right. I, I, we, I talked with the buyer. I said, if you like the house enough, make the offer that you know is within your budget, makes sense to you. If not, we'll keep moving forward. Right. You know, yeah. I, I'm forward. actually glad you mentioned that because one of them that I got under contract this weekend was an estate sale that's been on for 45 days and had an $80,000 price cut, and it only took 
like 10 grand over. So it was still $70,000 less than they initially asked We're for. We're asking, right. And the only reason these guys went 10 grand over is because I said, hey, rates just dipped. Here's your payment at this number. I know it seems crazy to buy a house at this number. We've been talking about where they wanted to stay around. Yep. And they saw the payment and they're like, oh, you know, I, that's actually lower than the previous numbers that we were looking at at lower prices because the rate dipped a half a point. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, let's do it. Jump and then they got it. the house. Yeah. Right? So they've shifted their mindset now that rates drop to that payment number, which is what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And how, you know, when the rates drop, you can shift your mindset a little bit versus, you know, when they are higher, you do want to be like, hey, you know, yeah, you want to make sure it fits in your budget, obviously. Yep. But you also want to make sure the house isn't going to come depreciating in value over yeah. the next 6, 12, 18 months. And then now right. you're, you're in over your head. Right, right. Well, and from that perspective, if the home price comes down, does your monthly payment change? If the home, no, if you're, as long as you're in a fixed rate mortgage, your home, it's just. If your home value doesn't, if your home value comes down 30 grand, your monthly payment stays the same. Yep. Really what that means is, okay, I might need to live in this a little longer until it comes the other way. Correct. Because it will. Right. Like, yeah. Like everybody that like sold and. 2000 or bought in 2005 and at the highest of the market and then it crashed a few years later if they held on to it from 2005 to 2018 they probably they probably made money they were making money yeah 2015 they were making a little bit less money but they were making money Mm -hmm. right so okay and and again that's the worst real estate crash that we've ever seen in the country and in a 10-year time frame when they bought at the high went through the crash they still were at worst breaking even. And right. again, the worst real estate crash we have ever seen. And as long <laughs> as that monthly payment, obviously there were other loan factors in place yeah. for a lot of these people yeah. because their their monthly payment actually did, did change. change on them. So that's the problem that right. happened then. Correct. But if it doesn't change, okay, monthly payment is fine for us. Let's stick it out. And, and obviously no other life factors change, right? Correct. Like loss of jobs or things like that. Right. right. Um, things that you can't control. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, if it like I said, if it dips in thirty grand and your monthly payment's still fine, hang hang on to it for five years and you're, you'll be back up and above that right. in no time. And I yeah, and I urge people the other way too, right? If you know, when I bought my house, my appraisal came back and I had twenty six thousand dollars in equity. Mm-hmm. That Perfect. doesn't mean that my payment goes down. My nope. payment's still the same. Yep. So equity, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in this term of equity. I need equity. I need it. I need it. It's like, okay, equity is just a fictitious number unless you're pull, unless you're planning to pull from your house yeah. to to take cash out. Yep. It's just a or fi- selling. It's a fictitious. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a completely fictitious number that can change at any point in time. Right. So a lot of people get caught up in it, and obviously, you know, it, it's helpful to know how much equity you have if you are going to sell, or yep. you know, you do need cash of any sort, but. If you're just someone that's going to live in there for 10 right. years, the, the equity is going to change a year to year, month yeah. to month. Equity, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Equity is important when you're flipping. Yes. When you're creating that equity, you right. know, or creating that va- extra value. Right. Um, but from a, like a, the a average, live in and hold the average type person, of situation, yeah. it doesn't mean a lot, right? You're, again, unless you're nice. planning to pull cash, cash out. Right. It's different. You need to know if you're planning on taking a HELOC out. It's different. You got to have certain loan to value, so you right. need to have certain equity positions. Like a first-time homebuyer that just bought, you just put. You probably just put three or five percent down. I, 
now you have a six percent equity you still can't do anything right yep. so it's like it, it's just it's all a waiting game for for a lot of first-time home buyers right. that get wrapped up in that work and those buyers <laughs> are luckily or likely i shouldn't say luckily l- likely in that home for five to seven years yeah right so right from a national trend perspective that right. that's nationally first-time home buyers are five to seven years right um yeah and i mean it's just one of those things where you know, a lot of people get caught up in, in the federal, to go back to it, the, the federal fund rate and then the mortgage rate. And obviously it's a big deal. You know, what, what they do is, is a big deal and yep. in in how it affects the economy and all that stuff. Um, but if you're, if, you, if you're gonna buy a house, just, just buy the house. Like, yeah. again, if it fits in your budget, real estate's going to appreciate over a certain time frame. It yep. may decrease year over year, but it may not, it's probably not going to over a five, seven, 10 year time frame. Especially so, as you're making those mortgage payments and you're paying down, you're the, paying the, down, you're the, paying loan. down the loan. So you're increasing your equity position there. Right. Uh, as well as it likely appreciating in value. Right. Because they don't make any more land. No, they don't. They're uh, gonna. They, they may try, but yeah, they don't make yeah. any more land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know another one I got that I think is a real big one is you know the 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 difference between an FHA and a conventional whether it's loan buyer. Um, they weren't very specific. It was just FHA versus conventional. Sure. But so from a buyer side or a yeah, seller side. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like we can add a lot to this because from the loan side, it's very different mm-hmm. from the the agent side. Whether you're a buy buy side or list side, right? It's very different. So you know, I want to educate people on the fact that FHA is not a first time home buyer loan. It can be, but it's not the first time home buyer loan. Right. Um, all an FHA loan is is a loan that's insured by the government. So. They have looser qualification standards, mm-hmm. and your mortgage insurance is higher. Yep. Your rate is lower, but this is why rate doesn't always matter, because your rate is lower than a conventional loan, but your mortgage insurance is so much higher that your payment's about the same. Yeah, my so it's a wash. It's, it, it, it washes itself out. Yep. And why is the mortgage insurance higher? Because they're taking lower credit scored buyers with less down payment, with higher debt to income So ratios. there's a higher risk for the lender. Yeah, there's a higher risk for the lender to default. And obviously, once the government starts insuring things, they want to make sure that, you know, if somebody does default, the money's there. Mm-hmm. So they have to have a certain reserve requirement. There's a lot to it, um, but it's not just your first time home buyer alone. Yeah, well, first time home buyers, like, and you're probably going to get into this, could be either or right. conventional FHA. Right depending on their situation on their situation and that doesn't mean you can't get into it right yep. if your situation fits that let's run with it let's get you into a house right um but a conventional loan what's, what's the minimum credit score for fha um generally well it's 580 technically yeah you get dicey when you get down there you need a lot of compensating factors yeah. um 600 is really the cutoff because 580 you need you start to need reserves you need you need more than three and a half percent down it's such a specific buyer yeah. over 600 okay we can start to start to really play with be, it yeah you can be a little bit more on the uh three the, the normal the normal yeah down and, right and stuff like that right yeah. and i think that's an important thing for people to remember when they read these guidelines online Yes, you can technically get the loan, but you don't understand the actual other factors that are going to go into it. You cannot put three and a half percent down with a five eighty credit score. Yeah, just so, like for a conventional loan, a six forty credit score, you cannot put three percent down. You are such a risky buyer at that point. Yeah, yeah. So like reserves, I think is is important. Like that's like liquid money or 
ability to get, ability to ability yes. to get that liquid cash. Yes. Yep. So you could have a retirement account, and it counts as reserves because you can technically pull it out. You're gonna yep. get penalized, but you can technically pull it out. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be in a checking account or a savings account. You can have a mutual fund account. You yep. can have, um, like I said, a retirement account. You, anything, mm-hmm. any sort of of monetary asset. Yeah. So you need some money in reserves to be able to at that lower credit score yep. to be able to get FHA. So, yep. yeah, okay. And um, Yeah, and then, you know, just to briefly touch on conventional, it's mm-hmm. just it's seen as the better loan program. And again, rates are higher, but it's the better loan program. Why is that? Because the, the qualification standards are stricter. So you know if you get an offer with a conventional loan, it is more likely than not a stronger buyer. Not in all cases, but right. in, in, in a lot of cases it is. Um, and then down payment, you still it's either three or five percent down for your primary residence. So three mm-hmm. percent down for first time home buyers, five yep. percent down if you're not a first time home buyer, that's still unbelievably low. You can buy oh, yeah. you can buy a three hundred thousand dollar house for fifteen grand down, which again, fifteen grand is a lot of money, but when you're buying a three hundred thousand dollar house, it's not. Right, <laughs> like, right. Um, and then, yeah, and then conventional, your mortgage insurance is significantly cheaper and it can drop off. So it's Yeah, once, when does it drop off? What's that, 20% equity in yep, the property? Yep, so you can request to have it dropped off at 20% equity. It automatically drops off at 22%. 22, okay, that's yeah. the number, yeah. yeah. All right, so but, automatically 22, but you got to, so you got to call, though. Yeah, so you have if, to call. You have to get an appraiser out to the property just mm-hmm. to essentially like recertify the value. Yep. They don't have to go through a whole appraisal report, uh, but they just have to, you know, assure the lender, yes, the house is actually worth X that amount, money. Yep. which is why through the last two years, people have that got into a conventional loan in 2020, yeah. you could just get to get rid of their mortgage insurance. With, right they could have put 3% down, but they got rid of their mortgage insurance in a year because they just had somebody go out and say, yeah, the house is worth 500, not 375 anymore. Boom, gone. Yep. Just because of the, the craziness that we just had. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could take no time at all in that situation, right. or it could take the normal, you know, multiple years right whatever right. that ends up being whatever the appreciation ends up being over those multiple years exactly <laughs> exactly um could, but could from be. you know from an agent perspective when you let's let's start by side so let's say you know the, the loan officer says hey you know i got sadly pre-approved um but you know fha loan these parameters um do you you know let the buyers know hey you know there's certain places we can't go and see do you let them know oh all right you know these are areas maybe where fha is more prone to get accepted like how do you kind of now if you do shift kind of the the mentality there yeah yeah so again it's it's about a shifting mindset in this different market i don't care fha conventional cash whatever Mm -hmm. like Let's look at homes one one way or another. Mm-hmm. The homes we look at will differ depending on those uh, the financing type. So, right. you know, FHA, hey, no problem. Let's look at some homes. Let's go into certain markets. You know, in again, it's going to be market specific, but within that specific market, it'll be home specific. Yeah. So if you want to go to Salem, FHA buyer, great. Three days on market. Not it's likely. Probably not going to happen. Not likely. Let's wait. If you really want that one, let's wait until it's on the market twenty days, mm-hmm. thirty days. Um, but if you see a home in Salem that you're like, I want to live in Salem. Let's see the homes in Salem. Great. Let's wait until that one's been on the market a few days, or and or we're gonna go look at homes that are on the market 14, 20, 30, right. 50 days. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at those ones first because you have a, a higher probability of getting of those getting ones it. correct right out the gate. Correct. 
uh, versus waiting for these other homes to hopefully be on the market <laughs> for 10, 15, 20 days, right? right? Um, first weekend uh, houses, uh, let's not look at those. Right. Let's go, let's not waste our time and let's look at these other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, even conventional, same thing. If they if they don't want to compete and they don't want to get into the mess and they don't have the ability to do that, exactly right. Then let's go into that sale, same sale and market. Let's use that for example. Um, you don't want to be the crazy messy compete. Let's again. Let's wait b- bypass that first weekend. But if it's going on for another weekend, all right, let's go look at it. Right. Like we can tighten that timeline a little bit. Right. If you really don't want to compete and you just want to get a home for close to what they're asking. All right, 21, 30 days. If it's been on less, longer than 30 days, FHA, conventional, whatever it is, cash, let's go look at it. Right. Make the offer that makes sense to you. Correct. If you like it enough, let's get the offer in where the monthly payment is good. No, you're probably not going to get a 70 grand price reduction. <laughs> Hopefully you do. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. But, but <laughs> it, again, it, it is house specific yep. and price point specific. Right. So... You know, if you have questions about that, obviously contact me. Yep. But it's nationally the market is one thing, but our market here in New Hampshire is separate. Yep. And within certain towns, it's, it's completely separate. Yeah. Concord's going to be different than Manchester. It's going to be different than Salem. Right. Nashville is going to be different than all of those. Right. Portsmouth is going to be completely, completely different. different. <laughs> you know, like it just depends on where you're looking. There's, yeah. They're very specific markets, yeah. and and you know. Knowing that, like understanding that is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also key, um, to actually just popped in my head to bring up yeah. um, condos. You have a condo buyer mm-hmm. who, you know, they, they want to go, F, well, not they want to, they're, they're qualified for an FHA loan. Yep. Um, that actually affects you more than I think people understand um, because the condo association as a whole needs to be FHA approved, which the last two, three years, Mm -hmm. condo associations have not been getting FHA approved because there's been so many conventional or cash buyers. So we're seeing huge issues right now with FHA condo buyers. It's unbelievably difficult to to, to find them something. Right, right. So the, the, the association already has to be FHA approved association. However, I think what you're saying, too, is you can get it to be an approved FHA condo, but the likelihood of that happening when there are so many conventional cash buyers is less. Yeah, because you would have to make your offer contingent upon the fact that the condo gets FHA approved, which is going to take about three weeks, which means we can't order an appraisal for three to four weeks, which means you're probably going to close in 45 to 60 days. And I don't think a lot of people want to wait that long. Now, if you're the only offer, that could 100% work. Exactly. But if you're... And that's, again, very specific to the home in the market in which you're looking. So, like, it's... it's, it's, There's not a blanket statement. That's why working with a local professional professionals is key. Yeah. Like, to understand that. Right. Like, oh, yeah, great. Look at this condo. And just the difference between the loan limits. That's something I actually ran into two days ago. Um, yeah, per know, town and, and per county. Right, right. For for FHA and VA, the county matters drastically, yep. and especially in New Hampshire, because Rockingham and Stratford are considered high balance counties or high yep. cost areas. Is the, the yes, actual specific term? Even though Rockingham County spreads from, uh, I think what? it's like Salem to like Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's this, and weird there's a lot of towns in, in between in that, between, yeah. which aren't necessarily high cost, right. but. 
because that county does include high cost yeah. areas, Portsmouth, Salem. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it, now it brings everything up. It has to bring everything up. Yeah. Um, but that's a good thing, right? Because a VA or FHA could get into Kingston or right. uh, Fremont right. at right. this gorgeous big home yeah. because their loan limits are higher. Correct. <laughs> Where it runs into an issue is good old Hillsborough. It's going to always be the issue in New Hampshire for New Hampshire lending and buyers is Hillsborough County because they are not considered a high cost area, but they are starting to, you know, the home prices are starting to reflect high cost areas. So you can only get an FHA loan in Hillsborough. I believe it's up to about 430, 430,000, which that is slim. If you're buying in, I guess, I mean, Bedford. You're probably not getting an FHA loan for Bedford, but, but hypothetically for Bedford or Goffstown, I think is in Hillsborough. Mm-hmm. I forget if Hookset is, um, but yeah. even like Nashua is Hillsborough, um, Amherst, Merrimack, like yeah. all those areas. Those are high cost areas. Those are high cost areas, county. but they're in the county because yeah. unfortunately the county then goes. I don't even know how Hillsborough is drawn, but there's obviously a lot of low cost areas yep. in Hillsborough, so they're it's not reflecting it. So you know you have a buyer that says, oh, I want to shop in either Londonderry or Manchester. It's like, well, we may need to pick because I need to know, especially if you're pre-approved for 500 grand, I need to know which one you're going to be in because one of them you can get the loan and one of them you can't unless you put more down. And I think, and that's important to, to then that's why, you know, if the the agent's kind of not hounding you, but hey, you know, we need to pick a spot. That's why they're not just doing it to boil down your search to where you're you're uncomfortable. They're doing it because we have to, we have to physically do it. And we're one of the only states that actually has that big discrepancy. Mass, it's all set. It's pretty much all 770 unless you go way, way, way west. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, everywhere lower. everywhere that you would imagine, North Shore, City, um, the Cape's actually higher. It's like 900 grand. Wow. So it's like, it's really just Hillsborough that, yep. that causes issues. Yep. Um, but then from the list side, you know what, when you, when maybe when you see an FHA offer come in on a list side, again, does your mentality change when you pitch that to the seller? Does Do you notice the sellers have a reaction to it? What do you see from the list side when an FHA offer comes in? Uh, if you've even been seeing them. I should even say that because yeah. honestly, it's been, it's been slim. So it's going to depend, again, on the house in the market yep. or town that we're talking about. Yep. Um, conventional has been the only thing coming through because that was all that was getting accepted. So yep. most people were, were conventional. Um, I had a property in Hillsborough, New Hampshire, Hillsborough County, mm-hmm. um, that had, when it had three offers, had a conventional FHA and USDA. So That's, USDA. Oh, oh God, USDA. I mean, like. Zero <laughs> percent down, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. they were approved for FHA and USDA, but obviously the USDA is better for that buyer. Correct. They offered more. Mm-hmm. The other ones wouldn't. Went with the USDA. Right. No issues. Zero um, percent down. Right. Closed. So let me Beautiful. ask you then, and I can probably help answer this too. You know what? When you say there are no issues, you know what? What issues could possibly arise with an with an FHA and yep. VA and USDA do fall into this this specific thing that we're about to talk about yep. falls into it too. So you know, with those categories, you know what potential issues. When you say that, like yep. could could pop up. So they look. If you're not conventional. Conventional is like, yeah, is the home standing? Great. Yeah. You know, perfect. Yeah. You're, you know, the appraisal says no problem. But when you're talking about FHA, VA, USDA, these government-backed loans, they're uh, looking for safety and condition. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just as from my experience, I've seen the most condition issues being with um, on like some steps, having loose boards on the steps. Yep. Just screwing those in and that's done, yep. right? No big deal. But yep. it is one of those things. Right. Uh, chipping and peeling paint, the biggest thing, because any homes pre-1978 are said to have lead paint in, yep. contained on the property. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I get that asked a ton why that matters. It's like, well... You know, if you have if you have lead paint, or if there is asbestos under the paint, or in the paint, or yep. in anywhere, and the paint is chipping, and you have a child breathing in the asbestos, right. it's probably not going to end well. Right, <laughs> like, right, and you're gonna have to take care of it anyways. Right, some, you right. Know. exactly. And, and, and so yeah, they're looking at you know uh, you know handrails, mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. which are just I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not, not huge. the end of the world. Like it's. I always say if a if a child can get hurt in the house with anything you see, it's probably not going to pass. If the window is rotting to the point where I can push the window out, you should probably fix that. Yeah. You should yeah. probably fix that before you buy the house. I mean, anyway. a kid can get hurt on anything, though. They can. Yeah, <laughs> fair. So there's a, that's there's fair. a kitchen countertop. Yeah, that's they valid. They can climb on that and fall that's off, valid. you know? <laughs> so, you know, when you got kids, you're yeah. just like... They'll get hurt on anything. Right. They can be walking. Right. And I and honestly, when I talk to agents about this, because I was very curious when I first started, why? Because I didn't know when I first, especially when I first started, I'm like, why? You know, what could pop up? Like, what's the specific things that could pop up? Um, and that's what I hear a lot is, you know, they're, they don't, a lot of agents don't actually know the specifics. Um, and I think that's why they're so afraid of the FHA and the VA because they don't actually know. They don't understand And it. if you just, just send, you know, send us pictures of the house, like I'll be able to tell you right away, yeah. unless it's something stupidly specific, which I actually almost ran into in a house that I bought, um, for your knowledge. Um, if there's a public sewer line that runs up the road sure. and your house is on private septic, FHA won't take it. You have to connect to it's the public, public line. Sewer. There's no way of knowing that until the appraiser goes out, unless the buyer told you or the seller told you. There's no way of knowing that. Hmm. So I think that's the things that they're afraid about is, oh, you know, I think okay. it's going to be okay. It's like, unless it's such a specific thing like that where it's like no one could foresee that yeah you're gonna be you're generally going to be okay and from a seller perspective i mean if you've got multiple offers and they're you know different financing types all around then okay you have you can choose Mm -hmm. right choose which one you think is going to be more uh safe secure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're getting into a market where you might not have multiple offers correct there are homes that don't have multiple offers out there right this minute at this very second um so if you get an FHA offer, USDA offer, VA offer, what other choice do you have? Right. Let's, but let's plan and prepare for that. Um, you know, some buyers with those loan types may be willing to make the repairs and corrections there on, them, on their own. Yep. No, no harm to the seller. Uh, or they're willing to split the cost. Mm-hmm. No harm to the seller. If they're not willing to do any of those, and there's no other offers, and you've been on the market 30, 40 days, your other options are to do them yourself so that that yep. buyer can then do it. Yep. Or make your home more appealing to the conventional right. buyers, which may mean in spending money to increase the condition of the home mm-hmm. or reducing the price. Because mm-hmm. those are the only other two things you two can things do. Two things you can really do. <laughs> you know, it's about location, price, and condition. Yeah. That's what gets you a sale. Right. Three things. Right. So and you what, can't change the location like we talked about. You can't change the location. <laughs> you can change the price or the condition. So do you want to spend money to increase the condition? 
do you want to drop the price? And at that point, you you might as well just worked with this FHA buyer yeah. and come to some agreement right. and sold the home right. instead right. of being on the market you know, another 30, 40 days. Right. But again, it all depends on that seller situation. Yeah. You know what they're doing next, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and what and they're know, willing to do. And I know, like for me, I put in, I specify that you know we would pay for anything that needed to be done for sure. it, to meet FHA approval. Right. And now again, I bought, I close the end of June, so I bought in May. So it's, it is a very different market, yes. even in these months, and I acknowledge that. Um, but that's just something that can be added to it. If you know, if the buyer has the funds and is willing to to put that in, that's something, something where again to go back to the buy side that you could put in to help help them get that. Hey, you know, buyer will buyer will make any necessary repairs yep. out of their pocket, yep. and the seller has nothing to worry about. Could it delay closing because we need sure. to get work done? Sure, but it's no more money out of your pocket. No, and, and it's, it's no like, longer than if you did any necessary adjustments correct. that you exactly. would have to wait anyways. To meet it, right. Yeah. You would have to wait, and you'd probably have to wait longer because you'd probably have to do more work to appease a conventional buyer right. versus the FHA buyer. Right. So it's all given a take. It really yeah. is. Well, I know we have more questions, but yeah. I know our time is also running uh, uh, yes. thin. Do you want to so, do... Do you want to do one more quick one, or what do you what, what are we thinking here? Uh, let's uh, let's do this. Um, we'll do these ones another time. Okay. I think that's a great option. Uh, yeah. I think we've got a lot of good uh, advice, advice there. T- t- today. Yeah. Um, and we will hopefully have that list being more questions, yes. and we'll cover them as we go through. Right. And we'll make sure that uh, we get all those questions answered, yeah. uh, either individually or uh, together here. Right, um, right. And then, you know, if you have any questions on FHA versus conventional, yeah. um, contact either of us. We'll, we, we're both knowledgeable, obviously, on it, and from our di- especially from our different fields, so yep. we can really help guide you. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if you have questions on, on what rates you're going to do, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do, but I can, you know, at least... They're going up. <laughs> like I can, they're going I can up. at least, you know, tell you that, that I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> um, but it you know, if you have any questions on where market's heading, stuff like that, obviously our contact information will be in the description. Yeah, and yeah. we and would appreciate a like and subscribe and a follow and everything that yeah, has to do yeah, with yeah. Instagram and check out www.findnhhomesforsale.com <laughs> if you want to start searching for homes or get in contact with me and yep. my team. Um, and yeah, at Rich J Racine Instagram. Yeah, or at Racine Realty Team. Yeah, Instagram. You can check us out there. Shoot us a, a message. Let us know what you're looking for. Yeah. What you need. Yeah. And I'll reiterate, guys, that website that Rich has is awesome. It's like its own little like MLS on it. Honestly, you can really look for houses on it and then you can contact Rich from that website and then go see the house like Or Matt too. Right. Like you can contact both of us through it. Um it's a great resource. So I would definitely check it out. If even even if you're literally just starting the process, just to start seeing where it is, we can help you guys out, you know, either talking numbers, talking about the market, getting in contact with an agent. It's 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 priceless. It really is. So check check that thing out. Sounds good. Cool. And that's why money matters. That is why money matters. Very good. (laughs) 